Every knowledgeable person knows that when you have gold, you've protected your wealth. But what if the government one day wanted to confiscate your gold so they can gain total control, knowing that one day the smoke will clear and gold will be perfectly available, and that's happened all throughout history. So what you need to do is, in the interim, hide your gold. You can do that by burying it. You can go down about 12 inches, and that's all you're going to need to do. And we have a product that we call BarryYourGold.com, and what it does is it goes into a container. You lower it in the ground with a hole you've dug up to 12 inches. It's a 50-year warranty on the device. It only weighs 17 pounds to pull it out of the ground, and you can keep it for safekeeping. And I'll tell you, this is the way to hide your gold, not in false walls, but underground will be very, very difficult to detect. To find out more, go to BarryYourGold.com. The product is fully guaranteed with a money-back guarantee. I'm live. Well, I'm alive. And I want to say this, too. The Let's put it this way. Concerns are beginning to come in, and I am not suicidal. I'm a relatively sound mind and working on a sound body, but uh, no, I'm not suicidal. And some people probably wished I was given some of the comments I'm getting, but fortunately it's not for my audience. We're glad to be with you. (laughs) I'm laughing because someone just said, Art, thank you. Someone's going to build a statue of me in uh, Hawaii. Well, if it's up to the governor, he'll burn me an effigy. So anyway, I want to show you this here. Speaking of sound mind and sound body, this is a BioTrust product. We call it trimwithdave.com. The link will be in the description box. And this has CLA in it. And I'm finding out from experience, this stuff really works. It slows down, CLA slows down fat accumulation and speeds up fat burning. And it's absolutely phenomenal what it does. And they guarantee the results, 60-day money-back guarantee, 51% 51% off free shipping. You get two free ebooks about dieting, a newsletter about dieting. And 75% of us are struggling with this. And it's not our fault. A lot of it's our crappy food. And, and then some of it's just, you know, unfortunate genetics for a few of us. But for most of us, there are environmental factors we can control. And this is one of them right here, trimwithdave.com. And they have pages of documentation on their research in layman's terms. So, I love this. This is a great deal. Okay, let's get down to business here. Um, I put two topic areas in the subject, and I'm going to take the second one first because it's probably the farthest off in terms of becoming implemented, but all the signs are there. Grocery stores. Soon, I believe, not too distant future, will be federalized. Uh Uh-huh. And when we do the second part of this presentation, which will basically consist of the bulk of the presentation, you're going to see very quickly these two things combined is a clear signal that the administration, the federal government, is seeking to take over food. There can be no other conclusion In fact, uh, we've talked to you about 200 food processing plants that have been destroyed, not one federal investigation. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so let's get down to the brass tacks here. I saw a video a couple days ago, and it was Justin Trudeau. 
And he was going off to a crowd, going off on the box doors. You should be careful. They're big supporters. And he was going off on grocery stores. And many of the grocery stores contained within the box stores. Like if you shop at Walmart, for example, they have a significant grocery store. And he was upset. It's your fault we have inflation. Has nothing to do with government spending, I guess. Spending more than you make. And it's your fault, box store, said Justin Trudeau. Or is that Castro? Anyway, Justin Trudeau said, you're the problem for climate change. I don't quite get that. He didn't really develop the idea. But nonetheless, he made those two allegations. And if you're not careful, and if grocery prices don't come down 30%, you are facing wage and price controls, he told them. And then he said, and massive amounts of taxes. And then he left them an out. Remember, this is the box stores. They were the essential businesses in the lockdown. Small businesses, you go broke. We're helping the box stores. They don't need competition. Get out of here. Even though you sell the same thing, forget it. Even though your customers can wear masks and practice social distancing. No, no, we're just going to favor the box stores because they're essential businesses. But he threatened them. Now, he gave them an out. However, you can avoid these taxes and wage and price controls if you contribute to funds to build low-income houses in inner cities. Aha! (laughs) Are you with me? This is called smart city funding. When they force people out of their homes, kind of like Lahaina, when they force people out of their homes, they want to put them in stack and pack, densely populated, high-rise, urban settings. And this is what he told the box stores you got to contribute to. Now you're saying, okay, Dave, that's Canada. What's it got to do with us? Mayor Brandon, forget his last name, don't care, don't want to know his last name, the Mayor of Chicago, he came out last week. You know, let's go, Brandon. He said Chicago should take over the grocery stores so the people have a safe place to shop for food. You don't have to worry about them in the grocery stores. Brandon, you better protect them when they're on their way home. Because in Chicago, it's so bad there. Going to the store and getting home is an adventure, kind of like Venezuela. So... He's telling you, government, now, albeit local, takeover of grocery stores. Trudeau is signaling what he's doing. This is clearly Agenda 2030, smart cities, control of the food, and you can look and not see very far down the road that did Brandon make a beta test comment? There's no question he did. So on one hand, we're going to look at the attempt of the federal government to control all food. And it makes sense. Henry Kissinger once said, if you control oil, you control nations. And if you control food, you control the people. Just ask the people of Ukraine after the Haldemar. Okay, so that's the first part. Now, keep this in mind, because this second part is involved, and we're going to go on this tributary and kind of take a boat over to another tributary. I mean, in other words, this is multifaceted. I like nice, linear, 
uh, presentations. I don't use a script very often. I have to tonight because of the fact that this thing I'm going to talk to you about, it's called the 30 by 30, 30 X 30, 30 by 30, Agenda 2030, 30 by 30. They're letting you know what's coming, but they don't want to use the term 2030. Remember, the governor of Hawaii is having a meeting next Monday. (laughs) This This is hilarious. I've exposed this meeting. At the top of the meeting agenda on the state website, it says, conspiracy theorists are going to social media and telling you that we're going to turn the islands into smart islands. There's no such thing. We're not doing anything. That's Russian disinformation. And that's what they're calling it now. Russian and China disinformation. I guess I'm a Russian disinformation agent. But let me explain this very quickly to you, because I think you'll see how this relates to this story. It's about land takeover. And it's Agenda 2030 land takeover. It's smart city land takeover. And he said, there's no smart city. Okay. On the meeting agenda, They talk about, and this is in their agenda, um, increased mass transportation, more bike paths, walkways, no cars. What does that sound like to you? And and here's the cherry on top in that meeting. There's a lady on there. Forget her last name. Anyway, she is sold as a digital currency reform expert. Why don't you just say central bank digital currency? governor. Okay, that's all Agenda 2030. And then they have a list on their state website of their 65 renewable projects, renewable energy projects. Um, That's sustainable development goals. That's smart cities. That's UN. Yeah, you get the idea. And then we got the video I played to the governor, if you recall that from a few weeks ago, where just before the um, fires, he was at the UN in New York. And then behind him, you could see the Agenda 2030 sign and um, (laughs) Uh, um, smart cities. Yeah, it was labeled. They did it very nicely for us. Thank you, Governor. We didn't have to even hear your words in the video. He was the keynote speaker at the UN in a briefing. Not the General Assembly, but in a briefing. Um, they lie. They lie about their lies. So keep in mind, you're not going to hear the truth on this. You will not see this in the mainstream media, but it's publicly available. You just have to know how to look. Pretty simple. Okay, it's called the 30 by 30 plan based on Agenda 2030. Now, you notice the map when you came on? You said, Dave, that's a really old map. Yes, it is. It's from the original Agenda 21, and it was the wetlands concept. And you remember they had these wide open spaces, right? Right? And they had where you could have development for this, development for that. You know, I looked at it real close today, and I live in Arizona. I didn't see any of the green in there that says I get to stay. I guess we'll be packing our bags. That's if we survive to do this. Remember, I'm not suicidal. Okay, so this is what it is. In fact, let me give you a visual. Think of the Hunger Games, episode one, right? The first part. The gladiators, so to speak, are traveling from their district to Capital City in Panem, which really on a map that they created was Denver. And remember on the bullet train they were on? And you looked out and you never saw anything but wildland. That's what they're talking about here. Okay, now, Agenda 3030 changed the name. They don't call it that now. You have to look it up under this. America the Beautiful. So it is originally 30 by 30, 30 X 30. But now it's called America the Beautiful. Who could argue with that project? 
my gosh, Joe Biden, how creative. America the beautiful. Jeez, <laughs> oh, this, is, this is so comical. Okay. Now, they're following UN policy. And Brandon, I mean, excuse me, uh, Joe got confused with the Chicago mayor here for a second, Freudian slip. 30% of America must be protected land by the year 2030. Okay. I think they're going to try to get it done faster than that. But Brandon, I mean, Joe says we'd like to have 50%. And he's on the record saying that we want 50%. No, you don't, Joe. You want 100%. You want 100% of everything. Like you want 100% of the grocery stores. You want 100% of the food production. You want 100% of everything. And they don't look at you as having land rights. The fifth, you know, is how they got rid of the First Amendment now. Okay. Now they've gone after the Fifth Amendment. You will own nothing and you'll love it. I mean, this is really where this is going. So let me, I'm going to break this down now. Now, you may have heard of this. Here in my state, uh, Joe came in and declared the Grand Canyon is ours. By the way, they're trying to find in Arizona if there's enough non uniparty GOP to sue the federal government for absconding with Arizona's land. It's a clear violation of the 10th Amendment. Uh, but who's counting, right? Who's keeping track? But I don't think in Arizona as corrupt as we are. Chinese and law, they run everything here. Um, just look at the Brager report. They're not going to mount a challenge, I don't think, successfully. But there's noise that they're trying to. There's a few. Not many. Um, the Grand Canyon, all national parks. Okay. So we know about that. Right. But there's something else. They're getting land in the following fashion. They come in and they tell ranchers and farmers, we want to buy from you. And they say, no, thank you. We've been on this land for generations. Now, have a nice day. Thanks for asking. And if they say no, then the federal government comes back and says, "Okay, we understand you want to stay and you can stay on your land. Absolutely. But we have a need to put an easement on your land. Now, we don't want to go to court and do eminent domain and all that. Come on. We just would like to pay you a set fee to do an easement across your property. And we promise we won't run it into your agricultural fields. Or they may take this approach. Could we just put a windmill up? Just one or two or three, and we'll pay you for it. What do I have to do? Nothing. And it won't interfere in your farming. But what they don't tell the farmer is the windmills may not interfere in the farming and the easement may not interfere in the farming, but the federal government's going to interfere in the farming. Listen to this trick, ladies and gentlemen. And we're about ready to have a holy poop moment here because when I tell, I, I told some farmers this today and they were unaware. And one of them went and looked it up and called me later in the day and he couldn't stop cussing. And I'd never heard the man cuss in all the years I've known him. Um, if you take one dime of federal money, one dime for anything, easement, windmills, whatever it would be, if you take one dime, they can bring all their regulations down on your head. All of the climate change policies, your cows fart too much. We've got too much nitrogen. We have to curtail this operation. Remember, you took our money. Okay, you made a deal with the devil, 
and now it's time to pay the devil. And that's what happens. But it we at the Common Sense Show have a great TV show. We bring in a panel of experts and help people navigate the uncharted waters that we're living in. Because what once was coming is no longer coming. It's already here. And we're getting you the help so you can make better decisions for your future. You can find us at the TV, commercial-free, censorship-free, and we're getting five-star ratings on the world's major platforms. Again, check us out today at TV. Every knowledgeable person knows that when you have gold, you've protected your wealth. But what if the government one day wanted to confiscate your gold so they can gain total control, knowing that one day the smoke will clear and gold will be perfectly available, and that's happened all throughout history. So what you need to do is, in the interim, hide your gold. You can do that by burying it. You can go down about 12 inches, and that's all you're going to need to do. And we have a product that we call BarryYourGold.com, and what it does is it goes into a container. You lower it in the ground with a hole you've dug up to 12 inches. It's a 50-year warranty on the device. It only weighs 17 pounds to pull it out of the ground, and you can keep it for safekeeping. And I'll tell you, this is the way to hide your gold, not in false walls, but underground will be very, very difficult to detect. To find out more, go to BarryYourGold.com. The product is fully guaranteed with a money-back guarantee. Did you know that the World Economic Forum now, they in the last meeting they convened, they actually had a water board there with water experts, and they tell us our water is in danger and they have to take control of our water. Does that bother anybody? I'm sure it does. And I begin thinking right now about water safety. And we already know there's lead in the water, chemicals in the water. A lot of it's not safe to drink. But we have the answer for you. It's called the Alexa Pure Pro Water Filter. It's the best there is. And scientifically, they leave nothing to doubt as they publish their research at waterwithdave.com. And it's my choice for water filtration. Gravity powered. It reduces 206 contaminants. It targets heavy metals, fluoride, chlorine, and viruses. It is the best there is in the business. And you can read all the research on this simply by going to water with dave.com that's water with dave.com save eighty dollars for a short time doesn't stop there <laughs> this this is just the first half the second half it's even more interesting but let me complete the first half real quickly so if you do not take the federal money at all which is the smart thing to do then what they'll do is they'll send in land trust people now the land trust people are supposed to be independent, you know, real estate evaluators, and then they can come in and make a deal. And you think you're dealing with an independent third-party non-government. But it's really a fascist relationship they have with the government. And I'll explain that in just a second. So they appear to be independent of the government. They come in and go, well, how would you like to put all this in a trust? It'll protect you from intimate domain and all this other stuff, natural disasters. And so they try the trust aspect. If the person does it, then they turn around and sell the trust to the federal government. <laughs> you get the idea? This is why I'm hoping you'll take this and send it to every flipping farmer that you know in the country. Because they don't know about this. One of the guys that found out about this this morning from me and then went looked it up and came back and cussed a blue streak. 
he's a prominent farmer in his state and really chairs a couple of these operations for farmers. And he had no idea. He says, I heard a 30-30. I didn't know they could do all these things. And I said, yes, they can. The other thing they'll do with the trust, though, appearing to be um, neutral, is they have been funded here. Let me go to my figure here. Congress gives $900 million every year to the federal government. So the trust comes in, and let's say the farm is worth, I don't know, $2 million, okay, the farm or the ranch. And they come in and say, well, we've appraised this, it's $2 million. How would you like it if we gave you $5 million? What? You could go start up anywhere else and look at that money and your kids would be taken care of. And Isn't this a good deal? Yeah. Wonderful. And guess what? We'll give you the right to settle here for, say, 10 years, 20 more years. You'll be okay. And then they turn around and sell the trust to you-know-who, the great Satan. And then they come in and said, well, we're here and we're taking over. Uh, no, we have a deal. No, 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 no. You had a deal with them, but they sold your property to us, your rights to us. Now we're going to screw you. But that's not all. See, that's halftime. We're at halftime. Okay. Here we go to the locker room, get a drink of water. Okay. We're back. Here's the second part of this deal. Do you remember the old stories? And I'll use this by analogy. In fact, I interviewed a guy named Perry Schmeiser. This guy was tougher than nails. A Canadian. Love the guy. He had a piece of land, big piece of farming land. He was the mayor of a small town in Canada. And his neighbor took up with Roundup. <laughs> yeah. So they brought the seed in. Okay. Now the seed blew over onto Perry's land. And Roundup officials trespassed on Paris land and grabbed the seed and said, you got seed on our land, your land. You didn't pay us for this. You're in violation and da, 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 da. And they got the authorities to come in. They slapped these huge fines on him. Um, they even put a lien on his farm. And he had to go all the way to the Canadian Supreme Court where he won by one vote. Now, that same strategy was used in the United States, and a lot of farmers lost their land over this. Now, this would have been going on, gosh, I wasn't broadcasting that long. I'm going to say 2007, 2008. You may have heard of this. <laughs> okay? So keep this in mind, okay? This is the bait and switch that's coming now. So you've got a plot of land, let's say, here. Over here where my microphone and my bottle of water reside, this is the guy that made the deal with the federal government. And now the government's got their hooks into him. Well, we got to cut your methane, so we're getting rid of 90% of your cows. I'm sorry, you got too much nitrate. You're going to have to reduce the size of your farm production by about 75%. Oh, you can still raise enough food for your family. You got a mortgage? Oh, you'll figure it out. Here's the guy next door and the guy on the other side of him, and the guy's like this. They're not part of this. But if there are nitrates or methane expulsions intrude on this guy's land, the federal government now comes to them and said, we got a problem here. What you do on your land is your business. But when you come onto our land, land that we control, and you are doing these dangerous things to the climate, 
we have a right to come in and do corrective action. So you may not have even made a deal with the devil, but the devil expands his kingdom into your righteous area. And they're saying to you, big middle finger, we got you. I got more, but I think you've heard enough, right? Are you, uh, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, are you hearing me on this? This is so dirty. But let's just go into some general things they can do, okay? So you're on, you got BLM on your land, okay? Kind of like the Bundys. Remember the Bundy situation? Ammon and Clyman, great American heroes, stood for their rights, persevered, loved the guys, love them. I interviewed uh, Ammon. In fact, let me digress just for a second. This is really an interesting story. A lot of people don't believe the government interferes in electronics, okay? I, I had another one of these mystery nights. So I'm sleeping, and about six feet away from me is my cell phone sitting there. And I'm sleeping through this, and at about 3 a.m., my phone turned itself on and called Paul Preston. <laughs> he calls me the next morning. What the hell did you want at 3 in the morning? I was asleep when that phone call came. Also last night, good friend of mine, Mary Tyndall, she often comes on here and acts as a moderator. Um, Mary got a bizarre um, text from me symbols and letters, and I said, that ain't my Chinese code, Mary. That didn't come from me. I did not send this. So, yeah, okay, you get the idea. Okay, now let's get into um, where all this comes from. Land management's going to follow the Netherlands model. But America has to be a little more, see, in the Netherlands, they could just say, you can't, you can't, you can't, because we're in charge. They, them, those say, we're in charge, shut up, sit down, you have no rights. In America, you still might find some judges that will uphold the Constitution. They're, they're dwindling in numbers, they're dying off in their old age, and many of the rest have been bought off. But you still could find an honest judge. So they got to be a little more careful, and they got to try to cross their T's, dot their I's, make it sound as constitutionally palatable as possible before they come and steal your land rights and control your operation, and basically make you go bankrupt and force you off your land. Now, if you have land that has BLM on it, you've grazed your cattle for generations. Okay, going back to great, 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 great granddaddy, we go back 160 years, and we've had this. Okay, but that's about ready to change. Because now they're going to come in, they're going to say, your activities are incompatible with our federal national forest service, BLM, doesn't matter what we call it. We're going to curtail your activity because you're having an impact on this. So it's another way to force farmers and ranchers off their land. In fact, I have it written right here, right out of the um, document. No mining, no grazing. Okay. And you know what they do on federal land? Let me circle this here. You have to go have permission to access, correct? You have to buy a pass to go to a national park. Wait a minute. I thought we already paid tax on that. Oh, no, no. That's a partnership with the UN. Oh, yeah, I won't get into all that detail, but, but yeah. Your National Historic Preservation Sites. Yeah, you ever notice they have, like, uh, UN designation? Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. That's why I put that UN Agenda 21 map up. Okay. Um, in Northern California, I talked to some people 15 years ago on my radio show. 
and they wanted to get rid of the dams, so they wanted to force the ranchers dependent upon it off their land. So they had these 150-year water compact agreements. And the government, it was the EPA that did it, and they came in and said, oh, no, 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 no. No, you can't have water running through your land. And this is when they had that water navigation rights crap. And they said, uh, we're going to take the land from the water here over. And they just, and well, no, we have the right to take that water, and we have the right to keep doing what we're doing. No, you don't. Those were the old rules. These are the new rules. And here's the problem with our dictatorship government. Only Congress can pass laws. The president can veto or sign the bill. But what's happening now is, I'll give you an example, in the lockdowns. Do you remember this? The CDC, which has no statutory authority to pass a law, they told landlords, you can't evict anyone for non-payment of rent. Right? Okay, same thing here. Now, the same thing under this act, too. They're going to come in and they're imposing restrictions on federal land that may be in conjunction with the farmer's land that they've been grazing and doing all this stuff for generations. And the move is to get them off their land. Any game they can play. But here's the dirtiest one that I have ever found. Are you ready for this? you got a ranch. And it backs up to the forest. Oh, it's beautiful. You know, there's no ranger there, so you can just kind of walk on, don't need your permit, don't go hunting, they catch you, you're in big trouble. But you're, especially without a permit. And so you go in there and you recreate and so forth and so on. By the way, what they're doing now in these federal lands, you can't bring your motorized vehicles, you can't bring guns. Oh, yeah, yeah, they're even going after hunting. But back to my point, on these federal lands, they practice very bad land management. Now, I'll let you decide whether or not this is intentional or just pure stupidity or combination of both. They won't trim out the underbrush. And you may have heard of this. They let trees grow too close to each other. And what does that create? Anybody have it here? It's a fire hazard. But they say this is the way nature is supposed to be. This is the new paradigm. Nature first. Humans last, okay? Used to be America first, now it's America last. It used to be American taxpayers go to Americans, now it goes to anybody but Americans. I'll give you the score on that. Ukraine, 24 billion. Iran, 6 billion. Lahaina, $700 per family, okay? This is the new math. This is how your government's doing business. So what they'll do here is they won't do anything to curtail fire on federal land. Okay, and so now here comes the fire. You get your fire department out, you're waiting as it comes, but what if it's too big and overwhelms you? You can't fight the fire until it's on your property. You're not even allowed to douse the fire over the line that's not your property. This is part of the 30-30. I kid you not. So how do you contain a fire? where all you can do is treat the edge of it. Because you've all seen the film, right? They have the uh, planes fly overhead. They drop the water canisters farther back, right? They don't even backburn on these. According to the plans for the federal lands now, they're not even going to backburn. So they're putting all private property at risk with fires. I mean, our federal government's nothing but a bunch of pyromaniacs now. Seriously, this is crazy. 
This is putting lives at risk. It puts livestock at risk. Now, wait a minute. I thought we were nature first. What about our horses? What about our cows? No, in the interest of climate change, we'd be better off without them. So we're going to make an exception here. You don't count, but our national forest lands do. Your animals don't count, but the underbrush counts more than them. This is what we're looking at with this. Let me see if I've left anything out here. Um, I would encourage you to go research the Netherlands. Now, I don't know what it is. The Dutch have a backbone. I don't even think we have XY chromosomes anymore at work. The males in our society, collectively, with a few exceptions, most of those guys are in MMA, but with a few exceptions, no one's standing up. The farmers in the Netherlands are tougher than hell. They shut down an election. They've blocked the capital. I wouldn't do that here. (laughs) Napalm can get kind of toasty. But nonetheless, we don't have anybody standing up. Here's what I was told today. Someone who works for the federal government monitors social media, and they're making estimates on how many people are aware of the extreme corruption in the government. And the answer is 70%. But it sure as hell isn't translating into action, is it? I was asked today by the person who told me, he says, Dave, based on your work, what would you estimate the activist rate is? And I said, 3%. By the way, the Common Sense Show is proud to be able to bring you some very special deals for MyPillow. For example, they've got half off MyPillow bed sheets, more than half off their slippers, their sandals, their mattresses, their topper covers, women's lingerie. Now, they have extremely great products, as you all know. Ladies and gentlemen, right now go to MyPillow.com backslash Hodges. Use the coupon code Hodges to take advantage of these great opportunities. MyPillow.com backslash Hodges, coupon code Hodges. For a movement to take off, and this is from social psychology, for a movement to take off and catch on like wildfire, pardon the pun, um, it takes 10% of the population to be extremely committed. It's how fads turn into obsessions, and the number is always the same. It's 10%. We're at 3% with 70% awareness. Now, some people actually think that we're being manipulated not to respond. Okay, and there's some interesting um, scientific evidence out there to suggest some of it may be happening. But I don't want to go too far afield here. Let's just say that uh, I've looked at frequency effects on behavior and personality since I taught my first psychology class. And I played the YouTube tape. That wasn't YouTube at the time. It was a 16-millimeter film of a Spanish physiologist named Jose Delgado who got into a bullring. But he was armed with a remote control. And here comes the bull. He presses the button. Frequency goes out. And the bull is almost lobotomized by the frequency, and the bull calmly turns and walks away. He went to work for Yale for four years, and then SRI, Stanford Research Institute, can you also say CIA, recruited him. He worked there until 2011. And when Jose got out, uh, he started making statements. He said, we shouldn't be doing all this stuff we were doing. What were you doing? I can't talk about it. He lived another month. Um, I taught Jose Delgado in my earliest psychology class. I did. So I'm interested in this stuff. Are we being manipulated? Something is making us into pansies. I mean, heck, our testosterone 
uh, is, is no, it's, um, yeah, so testosterone is half of what it used to be. You've heard this, I'm sure. I don't know why the Dutch are rising up and we're not. I think we should be looking at that. But let's go to their story. The Dutch have done everything they can do to stop this from happening. But even they are still under attack, and Dutch farm profits are really in question. And they hope to bankrupt all the farmers and ranchers, so they have to sell. And who would they sell to? The federal government. Remember a statistic I gave you? If you saw this on YouTube, I was talking about Biden's $5 trillion tax plan. And as an offshoot of this, and the way people are going to lose their properties because of foreclosure, student loan debt starts this next month, right? The 7 million people that have student loan debts left are going to pay an average of $505. People are taking on mortgage loans they can't afford. They got variable adjusted rate mortgages. That's crazy. Don't ever do that. But bankruptcies are going to skyrocket. And people that own uh, private real estate, institutional owners, consist of 5% of the population. But if you read Ray Dalio, if you read uh, Kiyosaki, if you read uh, Stephen Schiff, if you read these highfalutin economists who I really think they're right on the money, and it's amazing how much they agree with each other, they're all saying the same thing. That number is going to go this year on into early next year, 5% institutional owners of private homes and apartment buildings and things like that. It's going to go to 40% in six months. It's on its way to 100. Do you notice a trend here? Grocery stores, maybe federalized. Canada's kind of give us the hint. Good old Brandon said, hey, look, we can do this in Chicago. We should be doing this in Chicago. Now we have ways the federal government's trying to ex- extricate land from farmers and ranchers. And they say it's all in the name of the environment. We just want peaceful whatever. We see again why I put up the Agenda 21 wetlands map. That concept is still very much with us. Um, and I have a note down here, too. The 30 by 30 plan, America the Beautiful, as Biden calls it, is just the beginning. Um, I don't know what else to say. I have some more detail, but I think you get the idea. Um If you can force people off of ranch farmland, and I'm out here in the middle of ranch land where I'm at, and we have several homes, acre to two acres to three acres, horse properties, that kind of thing. But surrounding us, we have some state trust land, but we have some ranches and some farms. And, yeah, it's it's truly a rural area, but they want us out of here. Remember, I told you I got in this business because in 2003, the end of 2003, McCain's Mafia got the state to take away our property rights, try to force us off our land. They said, oh, you're too close to an Air Force base, blah, blah, blah. We proved that wasn't true. They wanted to put a Canamex highway through our area and make us a hub and get our underground water. So I you know, I said, this is why I'm sympathetic to the people in Lahaina, because I've been through not a fire and not the death and devastation, but I've been through the attempted theft of private land. And ladies and gentlemen, this is what they're going to do all over. Lahaina is exactly in this mindset. They're not affected necessarily by the 30 by 30 plan, but they are the victims of a land grab. 
who the hell is the governor to come in and say, okay, the land burned down? Those property rights still are conveyed to the people that own the structures that burned down. They still own the land. But the governor says, no, we're going to, the state's going to take the land. Um, we heard the governor say it yesterday. And now when you say this about him, he's going to say, oh, you're just one of those Russian disinfo agents. I mean, can they do any better than that? Do we have to go back to the uh, Russian uh, <laughs> steel dossier and start coming up with those excuses to cover your lies? So anyway, um, I'll take questions. Super chats are appreciated. Um, but I'll take your questions here on this. I know, let me put it this way, I'd be willing to bet that we probably don't have five people here that have ever heard of what I'm talking about. 30 by 30, America the Beautiful. By the way, my good friend Paul Preston did a show on this this morning. He did an hour on it. We talked about it after he was off the air. Paul's good. He's really good. Okay, what can I help you with? Okay, thank you for the compliments. Oh, I heard it on Epoch Times. I get Epoch Times um, distribution, but we've been through a little catastrophe here. We've lost two cars in three days. (laughs) So we've had our hands full. Um, So I haven't really kept up with that. I'll have to go check that out. Epoch Times is awesome, people. It is absolutely the best in print that there is. No disrespect to anybody else. But these guys are sincere about being true to liberty. I put their publication in the same light as I hold Tucker Carlson's work in esteem. They are really the best. And I think my wife got me the subscription, and I think she's paying some total of a quarter a week. (laughs) I'm serious. I think it's a quarter a week. I'd pay a lot more than that. These guys are the best, and I'm glad to see they're covering it. I'm not surprised. Um, Okay, morning devotion. God bless you for that term. Uh, What can we do to get out of this mess, please? Um, We're approaching a point of extreme civil disobedience. And by extreme, I'm not advocating for violence. That's not the answer. And if there's ever a coup in this country, it won't come from people like you and me. It would have to come from the military, maybe even with the help of a foreign power. But it's not going to be us. But what I mean by extreme civil disobedience, you farmers and ranchers need to show the feds the big middle finger when they start throwing these regulations on you from this program, America the Beautiful. You just say, no, we're not going along with this. And you have to wonder, does America have a tolerance point outside the farming community that will stand with them and say, you're not going to do this? They are afraid of our numbers. And my sole objective for what we're doing here is to raise awareness because I want to take the 3% of people that are active and have them approach the 70% of people, according to these estimates that are awake. We need to bridge that gap. And the gap right now demands that we are not in compliance with these unconstitutional laws. And it's my position is my position that I'm under no obligation to obey an unconstitutional law. Now I have to make a disclaimer here. People are being put in prison today for incitement. So did you hear about the pastor in Canada? Did you hear about this guy? He's on his trial 
All right. And he was on trial for preaching to the Ottawa truck drivers. Remember when they had their protest? He gave a 20 minute sermon to them and they put him on trial for this. And the judge says, your demeanor inspires incitement. Okay. Owen Schroyer is going to prison for 60 days because he dared to say death to tyranny. You incited violence. Okay. I'm not inciting violence. What I'm telling here, my future judge and jury, is that I'm telling my audience, you are under no obligation to obey an unconstitutional law. I'm talking about Rosa Parks' strategy, Martin Luther King's strategy, and when they come to your farm and say, you can't, you can't, you can't, you show them the big middle finger and you show them you can. And this is true in every aspect of our lives. So as they try to enforce this 30 by 30 program, we need to say no. But this is why I'm also taking a strong stand on Maui. I have said repeatedly, Maui is the hill to die on. If we can stop their Agenda 2030 policies and demand, demand and force the Lahaina residents to go back on their land and they're fully reimbursed to the tune of what Tulsi Gabbard called for $5 billion dollars, if we can send $6 billion to the terrorist nation of Iran, we sure as hell can send $5 billion to Americans. And we need to stand with them. This is the hill to stand on. And if we do that, then we protect our farmers and our churches from all the crap that Biden's trying to do to them now with this 30 by 30 plan. This is what has to happen. You have to have the guts to say no. And will there be some people thrown in jail? Yeah, but eventually that will stop. Because they can't build a fence around the country and call it jail. If enough of you say, no, we're not doing this, you paralyze them and they will disintegrate. I said today, I said, here's how we can help Lahaina. I said this in a broadcast today. Uh, Have you noticed a conspicuous absence of statements from Congress towards the people in Maui? And I'll tell you why. BlackRock. And by the way, um, hang on, if you'll allow me a little... um, leeway here. Um, I'm getting to know a lady who I'm so impressed with. Her name is Renette Senum, and uh, she sent me a um, text today. And I remember I told you BlackRock controls the majority stock interest in Keller Williams, biggest developer on the island. You know they're going to show up in Lahaina. And uh, they're playing both ends against the middle because they're the biggest stockholder for Hawaiian Electric that's being sued. And I developed that idea. Let me see if I can find. Here we go. Here's where Renette sent me today. She is a serious researcher. The former mayor of California and the only one that said to Newsom, you can go to hell. (laughs) We're not making our people mask up. Where's your science for this? This is what she said. And boy, did she get vilified and crucified and so forth. This is the kind of person she is. She doesn't care. You know, and I've really found this to be true in life. If you're going to be successful in life, you have to be independent of the good opinion of other people. And I remember H.L. Mencken, if I can digress there for a second again. He used to be this great writer for the Chicago Sun-Tribune. And he got this letter one time that really ticked him off. And he said, here I sit in the smallest room of my house responding to your complaints about me. You know, the smallest room, you know what that is. Yeah, right, the bathroom. He said, soon your words will be behind me. We have to not care what the woke media crowd is going to say about us. 
We just have to say, I don't care. I know what's right. My mommy and daddy taught me the difference between right and wrong. And we're making a stand right here, right now. And we ain't doing what you're saying because it's illegal. And when you do this other illegal people, the, uh, the stuff to people, well, we should do what they did for Clive and Bundy. Do you remember this 2014? And you had dozens of ranchers show up and they had a stand down with the BLM. They thought there was going to be like the gunfight at the OK Corral. Well, I don't advocate for the gunfight at the OK Corral. But what those ranchers did when they showed up on Clive and Bundy's land and they told the BLM, like hell, you're going to put a Chinese solar farm on his land. Uh, We're going to stand right here until you leave. That's the kind of thing that needs to happen today. We are at that point. If elections matter, we wouldn't be where we're at today. Now, do we have to continue to vote? Yeah, because there's got to be a point to where the vote's so overwhelming, it doesn't matter what the other side does. So this is what I'm saying right here, ladies and gentlemen, right here, right now. We just need to say no to illegal orders. Now, you pass a tax and tell me I got to pay it. Okay, Romans 13, I got to do that. If you tell me I got to drive on the right side of the road and stop at the stoplight, yeah, pull over when the red lights are in my background, yes, I got to do that too. I recognize that. But there are laws that are illegal, immoral, and unconstitutional. Your law, the highest law, is God's law. It's not the Democrats' law. It's not the Uniparty's law. And I am telling you, if we don't take a stand for the people in Lahaina, if we don't do that, and if we don't say, Congress, if you don't get off the... the, the okay, listen, have you heard Marjorie Taylor Green even talk about Maui? Have you heard Rand Paul talk about Maui? How can they do this? Listen, they got congressional staff that do research. I'm a one-man operation. Look what I've exposed in the last five weeks. I'm not bragging. I'm saying if I can do it. See, I don't give a crap about whether it's vaccines or the Soros Foundation or if it's Keller Williams. What I'm saying is BlackRock needs to be broken up. It's an illegal trust. It violates our monopoly laws. So I could care less about the details of the companies here, okay? And it doesn't even mean that the products are produced by these companies are inferior or superior. It's not even a value judgment. What I'm saying quite clearly is this, is that no one company should be worth $9 trillion, which would make them the fourth richest nation on the face of the earth. Going back to Lahaina, Keller Williams, they're going to make a killing on development. Hawaii Electric, gee, BlackRock's going to take a beating. No, they're not. There's going to be a small out-of-court settlement that'll be overwhelmed by the deals that come from companies like Keller Williams or BlackRock as an interest. And I've told you this before. Now, hear me clearly. That should make sense. When the people of Lahaina sue, and they will sue, if they sue just in state court, a judge will enjoin their lawsuit with the lawsuit of Maui County towards Hawaii Electric. The case against Hawaii Electric is very weak. Why? Because we know now the down power lines weren't active in the fire. They shut down the power line six hours before, and they've proven it. Their case is weak. There'll be a small out-of-court settlement, like a nuisance settlement, but all the people who have their lawsuits ordered to be enjoined in a class action with Maui County will be forced to sign non-disclosures. They won't be able to talk. 
They won't be politically active. They'll take a settlement for pennies on the dollar, and they're going to lose their property because they won't be able to afford to rebuild. That's what's coming. And you have BlackRock on both sides of this. Listen, I don't have to make this up. I found this is publicly available information about their influence. And here you have Renette send me this. I mean, they're in the medical industry. Just heard that. Okay. They're even in the uh, let's peddle influence industry with Soros. They're everywhere. ESG ratings are black rock. If you wonder why corporations are, they, they decide to go woke and go broke like Bud Light, like Target. If you wonder why that happened, because they're afraid of BlackRock's ESG ratings, that no one will give them a loan, no one will do business with them, they'll get debanked, they'll lose their credit. Do you think they have enough power? Hmm? See, I kind of wonder if Joe Biden doesn't go over and uh, scrub the bathrooms at BlackRock offices. This needs to end. And see, if we take a stand for Lahaina, all of this comes out for the public to see. But Congress is doing nothing. So, again, I'm going to try to give you a homework assignment here, and I hope you do it. Dear GOP congressperson, how can you not stand up for the people of Maui? Are they not Americans? They're having their rights violated. Because they were the victim of a fire, they're having their property stolen from them. Are you going to do something? Are you going to order a congressional investigation? Because if you don't, your primary opponent, okay, in the primary election, will be the one who orders it. It's up to you. And if we could get 10 million people to write that letter, one email, watch how quick that these wimpy little corrupt Congress people, when they feel the heat, all of a sudden they're going to see the light. So to do this, we have to have another mission. You need to share this with about 10 other people, maybe 100. Maybe you've got a big mailing list. Because the bottom line is, if we stop Maui, we stop 30 by 30, we stop the wetlands, we stop the whole thing. This is the hill to die on. I won't say literally, but we're getting to that point. Okay, Jennifer says, I don't have any GOP reps. Well, I bet your life's a living hell um, with regard to your politics. Um, Okay, how about your senators? If that doesn't work, go to your locals. Can you find a uniparty GOP? They're almost all uniparty now. And and go that route. Okay? But the other thing is, too, is if you don't have an easily accessible politician because they're in the satanic Democratic Party, right? the demonic party, I like to call them, well, then you need to share this work with people who can make a difference. Through no fault of your own, of course. Um, I'm looking here, some of the things you're saying. Well, I haven't seen that name Joppa for a long time. Last time as I was a kid in Littleton, Colorado, and there was a girl lived in my neighborhood with that last name. She was older than me, considerably older. And she was really cute. <laughs> I haven't seen that name forever. Memory Lane. Um, Congress gives zero craps about America, but if they think they're going to be shown the door, watch how much they can fake it. 
that's why you do it. Okay. Don't be defeatist. Don't be defeatist because look at emotions in this country are beginning to boil. And when interest rates that rise in October, okay, and they take away people's homes with adjustable rate mortgages, remember 65% of us are living month to month, right? Right. A lot of these people could lose their homes. So you tell me, are emotions going to boil over? Could things get really ugly really fast? That's what I want to avoid here. This is why I'm trying to give you the last-ditch political solution I can think of. But I will tell you this, too. If we're a year from now, and Lahaina people haven't got justice, maybe even six months, I mean, we had Occupy Wall Street, maybe we have to have Occupy Lahaina. It's time. We need to grow a pair, get a backbone, and stand up to these evil people. We're being ruled by a minority of the country. Minority. Very small minority. Numerically inferior. Do you ever, have you seen these things going around on Twitter? They're showing the Trump rallies when they had the day you know, driving a caravan for Trump. Right? We had that in Arizona. The, 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 it was 25 miles long. I'm not kidding, 25 miles long. On the same day, Biden's people were supposed to have a gathering downtown, and Fox News 10 was there. And I remember seeing this report. It was on a Saturday morning. We can't find anybody here but the workers. Nobody showed up. But Joe won big. It's time. Occupy Lahaina. There you go. I like that. Hashtag Occupy Lahaina. Okay. All right. Okay, Joppa, Joppa, Jaffa, Seaport in Israel. Okay, he still took me down memory lane to Littleton, Colorado, and a really cute cheerleader who was probably about, I don't know, eight years older than me, and I thought she was really cute. Okay, so let me have my memory here, okay? Don't want to think about Israel. Veritas in Maui. Yeah, I didn't really learn a lot. Look, I've been a mesh to this for five weeks. He did a good job going in, and he got the governor on tape saying, well, we're going to have to occupy the land and we'll build a memorial. That's exactly what um, Tulsi Gabbard said on Joe Rogan's show. She was right. Now, listen, people say to me, Dave, you didn't care for Tulsi Gabbard. I don't care for her politics. She's a brave veteran. right? She served her country proudly. She doesn't break laws, but she was a member of Klaus Schwab's Young Global Leaders Program. But Maui was part of her district. Hear me clearly on this. This is personal for her. And on this issue, she and I are on the same side. We are allies. I uh, don't think James was jailed. <laughs> okay. Well, I don't know how long I'll be living in Arizona because if you heard this, Biden wants to do away with CFC. No air conditioning. We had a record number of days of over 115 degrees this summer. Hey, I'm fine with 105. I got the pool. Go jump in the pool. Feels good. I swim laps for exercise. No big deal. Okay? Until it's 115 and there's no air, then all of a sudden it's going to be a really big deal. Tulsi Gabbard needs to get more vocal. 
You know, here's the thing I was disappointed in in her interview with Joe Rogan. She l- delivered a minor criticism to the governor and then kind of changed the subject. Joe Rogan went off. Did you see him in a later show? He went off about Lahaina. He sounded like me with language I try not to use very much. Okay, let's see what you're saying about good old Peggy Hall here at the Healthy American Channel. A lot of research and de- details on the Maui stuff. Yeah, I, I someone sent me a summary of what she's been saying. It's fairly close to what we're saying here. Um, the truth is the truth. Okay, bottom line. Tell people about America the Beautiful, 30 by 30. Please tell them. They're not going to know. Forward this to as many people as you can. And then I'm asking you, if at all possible, please take positive action for Lahaina and hold Congress's feet to the fire. You're going to hear me say this a lot. Um, we'll start counting the days post-fire. You know, like day 110, where's Congress for Lahaina? Day 112, where's Congress for Lahaina? This can't go away, people. This is the battle to win because it's the battle that will lead to other successes. Okay, I want to thank you for joining us. God bless all of you for coming, giving up your time here. Um, Now let's go out and let's be crusaders for the truth to save this country. We at the Common Sense Show have a great TV show. We bring in a panel of experts and help people navigate the uncharted waters that we're living in. Because what once was coming is no longer coming. It's already here, and we're getting you the help so you can make better decisions for your future. You can find us at the TV, commercial-free, censorship-free, and we're getting five-star ratings on the world's major platforms. Again, check us out today at the TV. Every knowledgeable person knows that when you have gold, you've protected your wealth. But what if the government one day wanted to confiscate your gold so they can gain total control, knowing that one day the smoke will clear and gold will be perfectly available, and that's happened all throughout history. So what you need to do is, in the interim, hide your gold. You can do that by burying it. You can go down about 12 inches, and that's all you're going to need to do. And we have a product that we call buryyourgold.com and what it does is it goes into a container you lower it in the ground with a hole you've dug up to 12 inches it's a 50-year warranty on the device it only weighs 17 pounds to pull it out of the ground and you can keep it for safekeeping and i'll tell you this is the way to hide your gold not in false walls but underground will be very very difficult to detect to find out more Go to buryyourgold.com. The product is fully guaranteed with a money-back guarantee.